Before we get into our interview with Elaine Stott, I just wanted to apologize. There's a slight technical difficulty with our interview, and my voice is delayed by about two seconds. So I just wanted to apologize to you guys, but Elaine was incredible, and we still wanted to put the interview out. Thanks for understanding. You and everybody else can drop your buffs. We are merged. What is up? This is Making the Merge. You're here with your host, Reed, joined by my co-host, Michael. Michael, what's up? And and we are joined with a special guest. She is from season 39, Island of the Idols. She is quite possibly the most real, lovely real fan favorite. Con- come on oh, the screen. Oh. <laughs> She's a fan favorite. She jumps into the likes of of Suri. She jumps into the likes of Rupert. She is quite possibly the all-time fan favorite now. I can't wait for her to get back on the Dude, beach. that was an awesome What's intro. Up? I didn't expect all that flattery. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> hey, hey, you're you're the you are the fan favorite right now. I mean, you are just incredible. Um, everybody loves you, no matter if they've watched Survivor before or not. They well, I appreciate you. that. I just try you. to be me and for some reason that goes over pretty well. So I'm all right with it. <laughs> So uh, we we actually tried to do this kind of podcast last year for your season. Yeah. It just time wise, it didn't work out with us. Uh, so we gave a little we gave a little recap. We started off and uh, big big problems for both of us. Neither of us picked you to win. Right off the bat. Well, you did uh, right though because I didn't win. So <laughs> hey, but but what we did, what I picked was mm. I picked one Tommy to win. So that means I'm one for one on picking seasons that you are in, which means next time. All right, there you go. I'm down for that too. (laughs) Hey, that's what we're talking about. So kind of, I guess, first off, we kind of want to address your season, your question, like questions that we have about when you were on and then just kind of get into some some crazy stuff, some different questions about the game of Survivor and your your fandom kind of watching that way. Um, But, but episode one, I mean, that was a, I was sweating. I went back and rewatched it yesterday once we uh, found out you were going to come on, and I was sweating. Uh, yeah, I think for you're, you. you're I, sweating. I knew you were going to make it too. through, and I'm still just. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, nerve wracking because the thing is, is people can tell you anything they want, and you don't really know exactly how they're going to vote until it, they actually write names down. And so even though people had told me they wasn't voting for me, I was still nervous. And then I thought maybe Ronnie could have had an idol. So I was trying to play it up even more at, at tribal council. That way he thought that, you know, I, I was thinking for sure I was going home and make, make him feel comfortable. And uh, it, it worked out to my advantage. So thank God I got to stay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, we were worried day one, you're, you're sweating. And then it seemed like you kind of found your groove. You got into a little bit, you started making some moves and you got on everybody's good side and it's, it seemed like you were coasting. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I kind of took a back seat and just let all the big dogs do all of it. You know, like I had some big personalities on my tribe with Missy and Aaron and, uh, I just kind of fell to the background and became one of those people. I, I would tell them all the time. I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do. You know, whatever's best for us kind of thing. And, and it, it worked for the most part. The problem was, is when we got to the merge, it was, uh, every man for himself. And that, that was, a uh, you know, whole nother ball game then. So, but in the beginning it worked for me pretty much. Yeah. 
I mean, even before the merge, though, you had a huge, uh, a huge vote blocker move to send Jason. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, that was crazy. It was actually a more nerve wracking than it, I think it showed because when that when I dropped that thing out of my britches, dude, I almost died. <laughs> Like literally, my shirt was so big, I had tucked it in because I got the bright idea that I was going to slip it in my collar. Well, at the last minute when I grabbed it, I thought, well, they're going to see me putting my hand down my shirt. So I'll just tuck it in the back. Well, my shirt was so big because I had lost so much weight that when I shoved it in my britches, it came right out when my hand came out. I thought, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, so that was nerve wracking. But I knew I knew that if I didn't get that, I knew Aaron and them were throwing me under the bus. I, I knew that. I was the bottom of the alliance, so it was like a do-or-die situation. That's why I was so gung-ho about it on Island of the Idols. And Rob's like, I didn't even let fin- Rob finish his sentence before I was saying, let's go. you know. And he's yeah, like, you, you don't even know what you're doing. I was like, I don't care. Let's go. So I love it. The, and it's crazy because your reaction to the challenge was about the exact same as Nora's, but yours came off as yeah. like, let's do it. I'm game. Uh-huh. And hers came off so much as like a Rob was like, Man, this girl this girl's going for it. But with you, he was like, All right, yeah, she's got it. She's yeah, got well, Nora Nora wasn't uh self-aware enough to to know that she wasn't gonna be able to she yeah. Nora can't lie, you know what I mean? So she wasn't able to come back to the people and yeah. be like, yo, it was yeah. this. Uh she should have knew that about herself, but I think she was she was trying to to play a little harder than than she was capable of at the time. So I think we, we see a little bit of it on you know um, on TV when we're watching the episodes. But when a big move is made like that at a tribal council, what is the what's the vibe like when you guys get back to camp? Uh, well, it depends. If if you're on the wrong side of it, it's it's uh you know I know Aaron was on the wrong side of the. Uh, the vote when we voted Ronnie out when we came back to camp there was so much tension and he was so angry like I tried to diffuse it in the very beginning I was like you know we need to work together still and this is nothing against you Aaron but he uh he was so heated that he couldn't contain his emotions you know and so if you're on that side of it, it it's rough but if you're on the right side of it, you're just totally pumped, ready to go. You know what I mean? Like you're high fiving yeah. yourself and others. And yeah, it, it's the the different emotions on each side. It, it's it's kind of crazy that it's to that extreme, but it really is that way. That's so crazy. So so you really pulled off two of the big feats that you can do in Survivor as far as immunity goes. You won an, or you found an idol, and you won an immunity challenge. So the immunity challenge, I mean, that was my favorite part of the entire season. Your little monologue after you won, talking about the, that's a redneck game, and that's what I'm good at. That was so funny and very, I mean, very relatable. It really is. It's just yeah. a small little random game that if you can do something. Yeah, well, like that's that, the thing is all the challenges hours. that we were doing, they were mainly strength and. Uh, uh, you know, the one we done, you were, you were kind of bent over in a squatting position and yo, I got a bad back, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not nowhere ever am I ever going to be as strong as Aaron Meredith. There's, it's just right. no way, shape or form. It's not going to happen. So if you put yeah. me in challenges with D one athletes, Jim, you know, Tom, he, even, even though Tom was a old dude, he, he was an NHL player and he, he's yeah. a beast himself. So you put me with yeah. all these like 
beast. No and I'm just a little old busted can of biscuits. And I thought, man, when am I ever going to get something that I could actually compete in? Because the endurance thing is not really my thing. The strength thing ain't really my thing compared to someone else. And then finally, they gave me that just simple rolling this ball around this track. And I thought, man, I can do this shit all day. You know, it was also awesome. it was so easy <laughs> to me. And uh, oh, yeah. the thing you guys didn't see was, is whenever we started that challenge, they actually give you a little time kind of just to get the ball going. Right. They give you a few minutes to kind of get the feel of it. Well, yeah. everyone was struggling and uh, Dan especially was struggling. And Jeff actually got to the point where he was like, listen, Dan, I'm going to count you in. And if you can't get it going, then you're out even before the challenge started. <laughs> and I think I think there was a few others like Karishma and and. Uh, there was a few others that was struggling just to keep it going. So he started counting Dan in and at the last second, Dan got it and actually got to participate in the challenge, but he didn't last very long. So people were actually struggling before it took place. And when they were all struggling, I was just like, I would grab my ball and just hang out and wait a minute. And, you know, it just wasn't, you know what I mean? I, and another thing is, is like everybody kept staring at the the ball in the I couldn't do that. It made me dizzy. Every time I looked at it, it, it messed me up. Yeah. So I was just looking around and seeing what was going on, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I won it. And, and so, yeah, it just goes to show you don't ever like think that you can't do something because anything's possible. I mean, I don't ever think I could beat Aaron at a, a lift and weight contest or anything. But I did beat him <laughs> on this one, so. <laughs> absolutely and uh you got that you got to get the yeah the you got to give Jeff <laughs> yo let me tell you about that so uh during the season like they would always put me up to doing stuff I, it was kind of like oh elaine will do it you know tell elaine elaine will do it so we were standing on the mat they were all elbowing me and like oh telling me they were like yo kiss him kiss him kiss him and i was like no and for some reason, I always listened to these yahoos. So whenever I went to give him my hug, I just went ahead and went in for the kiss. It was so funny. Jeff, he's a good sport, though. He he was cutting up and laughing with us, too. So it was just awesome. You know, when you dream of being on Survivor, that's part of the dream is I'm going to wear the necklace. And I got to do that. So, oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've, I've just been blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, that's, that's one thing kind of to, to transition to the next question too. You, you mm -hmm. said you, you dream about it. You think about it all the time before you get out there and you think about, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to be difficult. Um, but you know, what do you think was the most surprisingly difficult well, I, part you know, I, I have tried out for the show since it came on back in 2001, I I've tried out four different times and, right. uh, during the, the past 20 years of being a fan and just watching the one thing the, the there's a couple things I would worry about. Uh, one would be the eating, you know, because I'm a little bit on the thicker side. So I always worried about, you know, starving myself and this, that and the other. I thought, man, I don't know how I'm going to do without food, you know. And then, too, uh, a lot of people don't know it, but I'm a smoker and I, I've been a smoker for like 30 years. And so I quit cold turkey when I went on the show and uh, I, I smoked my last cigarette when I boarded the plane. And when I got to the hotel in L.A., uh, I had a minute mini panic attack for about 15 minutes because I thought, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Okay. And I kind of just calmed yeah. myself down and I swear on everything. I never thought about smoking again until I was voted out. And then once I was voted out <clears throat> and I got a Corona in my wow. hand, I was like, I need a smoke. <laughs> and I still wasn't <laughs> allowed to smoke. <clears throat> but 
I, I had, so I had worried about not eating and I'd worried about having to quit smoking and stuff. But the one thing that I, I guess I just didn't think of was sleeping. Like I could not sleep on the bamboo. I yeah. couldn't, no matter what I did, it was not comfortable. I would sleep maybe five or 10 minutes at a time. And then I would be up for 30. Like it was horrible. And then, so we actually flipped and started, uh, we started sleeping on the ground. We would sleep on the beach at old Lyra. We would go down to the beach and sleep and just different places on the Island and stuff. And no matter where I slept, I was never comfortable. So I would spend, especially on early Lyra, I spent a lot of time staying up all night and, uh, I didn't nap during the day either. And yeah. so they would, they would be like, yo, Elaine, you never sleep. And I was like, man, I just attribute that to, I work in a factory. I'm used to working three or four hours. And then I would pull 12 hour days and be in zombie mode. And I would do it seven days a week. And, uh, and I kind of just got used to, you just go through the motions. So on the Island, even though I wasn't sleeping, I got used to just going through the motions. So going without sleep wasn't that big of a deal until it got later on during in the game. And then it became more difficult because it affects your, your, your mental capabilities and stuff like that. Yeah, I, but the sleeping part was by far the worst. I, I would starve 55 days like on Australian survivor compared to having to sleep on that bamboo and on that ground, dude, that was rough. These old bones can't take that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, Oh Yeah. No, that's that's brutal. Is there was there any part of the game that you were like, man, this is cake. I could do this all day, every day, no worries. Like you were stressing about it before you got not out just you, got you know there. just being outside. You know you you stress before you go because of the game and stuff. And uh, once I got out there, I the my strategy was a little bit different than everybody else's. They were going hard and trying to pull big moves, and I was just trying to get somebody to be my Ricky Bobby. You know what I mean? I was just trying to. <laughs> I find a friend, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that part was a little more difficult yeah. than I thought it would be. Uh, I clicked with everybody and everybody loved me, but I had no idea that that was going to be my curse. And that, that being so lovable and likable was going to be my target. I thought that maybe people would look at me and think that, you know, I'm a little chunky monkey. Like she's not going to be good in challenges, a little overweight. I'm over the hill. You know, I, I was thinking they were thinking of more of me being a liability, and I had no idea that, that uh, you know, being lovable was going to be my downfall. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a shocker. It's, it's so crazy. Because, I mean, like, like whether people want to talk about it or not, I mean, that's one thing, like, that everybody wants to be is liked or loved or whatever. And you get out there, and that's your that's your curse. And I know. And see, the pregame stuff, I've done pregame stuff. And I told them, I said, listen, my goal is to win the million dollars. But if I don't win the million dollars, I'm going to make y'all love me so much that y'all going to bring me back so I get another turn. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just went and I was me times 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love cutting up and being goofy. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram at Stop 32 But, uh, you know, it's just a lot of family stuff. Like, me and my girlfriend cut up, me and the youngin cut up. And uh, we just like to have a good time. And that's who I am. So that's who I was. I, I just decided that I was just going to be me. And whatever happens, happens. It got me pretty far, but it also cut my throat in the end because nobody wanted to sit next to me, you know. So kind of kind of going with that, when you were watching the show, were you like, yeah, like, this is a good representation of me? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't I didn't have a problem with the, with the edit, you know, I mean. But I, how can I be biased to that? Because everybody, most people loved me, but right. I just think it, it showed who I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got my days where I'm grouchy as all get out and my antics can be annoying from time to time, I'm sure. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the edit. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do have problems with the edit, though. But if you don't give them that info to show of you, then then they're not going to show it. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true, yeah. So I'm all right with it. Uh, yeah. So are you? Are <laughs> yes, you I, I love the Red Sox. When I went to college, uh, I was on the judo team at, at at Cumberland and uh yeah I'm a badass you can go ahead (laughs) (laughs) so uh I was on the judo team so all those wrestling matches and stuff whenever I was on the island like I'm a badass I can whoop some ass you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so oh yeah 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 I I took her down about every time but that's that's part of it is people underestimate me because of my physique (laughs) and what I look like but 20 years removed I was an athlete too I played softball in college and I, I was on the judo team. Well, when I was on the judo team, I had a couple friends. My friend Mike DiMartino, who is from Boston, he was on the team with me. And uh, they, he kind of got me watching Red Sox baseball. Well, it was back in the era when they hadn't won a championship yet. It was still the curse of the Bambino. And I've always loved yeah. an underdog. I consider myself to be one. So that's the kind of teams I root for in general. So it was when the Yankees was always winning it and we could never beat them. And I just fell in love with the team. Now, you know, I used to watch more baseball back in the day as I've gotten older, I don't watch it as much, but I still love the Red Sox and I, I, I love the hat, you know what I mean? So that's my thing. That's my security blanket. So it's like, yeah, I big Papa was my, one of my favorite players, Manny Ramirez. Like I love them dudes. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I, I, like I said, I haven't watched it. I don't watch it as much anymore, but I, I still love the Red Sox. I'm not so much a Patriot fan now. We don't want to talk <laughs> about that because I'm a Cincinnati uh, Bengals fan. And okay. I, the Patriots always stump anything we do. So I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So kind of to, to swing it back away from that. Obviously, you miss your family when you're out there. Obviously, you know, you miss your your friends, your family, everything back home. Like, I mean, you talked about kind of like quitting smoking, too. Was there anything else out there that you just like really miss? Like no, you know, I, I didn't miss anything like food wise, which was another surprising thing to me. Like, I didn't yearn or long for anything. Um, man, I had so much going on in my head. I had just lost my mom three months before I went. So I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil and, and I was having a. Uh, I was having one of them life journeys, you know what I mean? And it, it wasn't something I expected when I went out there. And, uh, you know, my mom was sick when I got the call and she was on life support and stuff when I first got the call. And then she had started to get better. And when I went to casting and, and finals, they had told me that they thought she would be coming home soon. And then a week after I come back, she passed. Uh, so when I was out there, it was a lot of me and I was just doing a lot of soul searching. So I was just I was trying to figure out, like, wh- where do I go from here? Like, wh- how do I go forward with not just Survivor, but just life stuff? And then I was worried about my girl and and just my my godmother. She's m- not been doing so great. So I was worried about her, especially after I just lost my mom. So those were the things that I was going through. It wasn't so much, um, yeah. you know, food and drink and this, that and the other. Right. So, yeah, no, I mean, that that's, it's incredible, like, really just to, to hear that you, I mean, we're able to go out there and perform so well and, you know, be able to be you to the fullest extent. Yeah, well, see, my philosophy is, is laughter is the best medicine. And, uh, you know, you're right where you're supposed to be at all times because God put you there. 
And, uh, you know, even though I had, I had went through so much with my mom, I was meant to be on the island. I wasn't when I wasn't meant to win the million dollars, which was disappointing. <laughs> but I, I, I was meant to find something else. And I think yeah. I found it a little bit of that was uh, I had found forgiveness, not only for myself, but for my mom, too. We had a pretty tumultuous relationship growing up uh, and uh, it wasn't always the best between us. And I was more of the parent than than the child in most instances so you know I, I had to let a lot of that go and uh at the, at the end of the day I loved my mom and yeah. she loved me and so I I found a you know like the song says I I just let it go bro and and uh it it, it enabled me to open up and and be receptive to things I probably wouldn't have been if I if I hadn't have went under those circumstances you know what I mean so it is what it is. It, it things happen the way they're supposed to, and and yeah. I couldn't be happier with the the outcome, even though I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Was was there anybody specific that you kind of leaned on out? There uh, really well, you know, you just like in my life, I tended to be to the one that people leaned on. Uh, I I do that in my life every day. I, I like yeah. I said, I, I try to take care of my godmother. I. People call me when they my, my family call me when they're having problems, when they're in situations like I'm always like the oak tree of everything. And so when I went on the island, I found myself once again in in that same situation. So like, you know, Lauren, for example, you know, Lauren's a straight city girl. She's an L.A. girl. We call her backwoods Barbie. You know, she's scared to do everything, anything. And and I would encourage her and push her. And, and even when she was competing against me in challenges, like I would encourage her to go harder, try hard, you know. And uh, yeah. that's what I do in life. I, I try to lift people up, you know what I mean, and, and let them know that they're, they're not alone. And so I'd done that on the island to, to people that was open to it, you know what I mean? So, I mean – yeah, I, I just can't not be yeah. me, and that's who I am, so that's who I was, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so you, mm -hmm. you said you applied, you know, season yeah. from the beginning, season one, and you've been watching all these years, right? Uh, so, okay, so who is maybe not the best of all time, but who was your favorite just going through all the years? Watching, uh, who was your favorite person? I have so like, many. Man, it's crazy. Sari is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I, I just think she's an all around great person and I just love her personality. I loved her. She's a mastermind, even though she wasn't killing it in challenges, man, she still went and done her thing. And I, I completely appreciate everything about her. Uh, I always love Rupert and uh, he, he was my godmother's favorite. <laughs> so I, Rupert is up there. I love Sandra. I think yeah. Sandra's great. A lot of the old school people, uh, Ethan, uh, let's see, Keith, Keith Nail is probably one of my favorites. I love, yeah, Keith. I love, yeah, I love Keith. Keith, you said? And uh, anybody redneck, Keith. you know, I, <laughs> I'm i down to hang out with any of them, you know. Oh, yeah. But there's been so many great characters over the years that it, it's kind of hard. And then, you know, you could separate it into new school, old school. And uh, I've always just been appreciative of, of the people that play more old school, just because that's kind of who I am. But uh, I got appreciation for the new school players, too, you know. I just there's just so many out there. There I probably have a, a a good hundred people that I would absolutely love to hang out with and drink a beer with for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean any of those people, like you you say so if 
if CBS calls and they're like, I mean, sorry, when they call and they're like, hey, Elaine, we want you to come back, who who would you want to be cast alongside? Is there any, you know, uh, players anybody that like, oh, that's beast? I, I mean, in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, I need I need me a Joe on my tribe. You know what I mean? I need somebody that that is guaranteed going to win me some yeah. of those challenges, because I think the biggest part of the, the my downfall was the fact that we kept losing and going back to tribal and we went into the merge uh, low in numbers but not just low in numbers, but there wasn't very much trust between those of us left. So with Volkai, like they, they was on a winning streak. They bonded over winning. They had an ability to build better relationships and, and tighter bonds and, you know, look at them, Nora and Janet and Tommy, Lauren, all of them, they wrote it out to the end and they played together from the beginning. So it's like, if I can get on a tribe where like I got me a Joe or an Ozzy or, or somebody that's beast mode through the comps to help us win, you know, I would sit next to either one of those people. You know what I mean? I will go with anybody. Just get me there to the end. You know what I'm saying? So. I was, I was going to say, yeah, I, I like your odds in a, in a final two or final three with Joe and Ozzy too. I think, I think you're one of those people that, they, you know, they well, put you that, in front of that's my reason is I and I think that freed me up. You know, whenever I was on the island, I thought, well, I'll sit next to anybody, so I don't really have to like make sure that this person's out or make sure this person's out because I feel like I can beat anybody. And yeah. maybe I would go to the end and get smoked by somebody, but just that's having right. that mindset actually helps out. You know, you don't have to like limit yourself to just focusing on okay i gotta like missy and aaron they were focused on taking charisma to the end and charisma literally was the snake that bit them and killed them you know what i mean so it's like you can undermine yourself by focusing on that so much so for me like i'm just open to go to the end with somebody and see what happens and if i lose because i am the person that i am i would be happy for the person i lose to you know what i mean like that's just me so right We'll see if I can get on a show with somebody else that feels the same way, you know, because I think all them some bitches go cut my throat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we'll is there that. anyone who <laughs> is there anyone who you would be just scared to go against? Uh, Like at a final tribal? At a final tribal or just them starting out on the other side of you at the beginning of the game. Oh, like if if. Uh, Oh, so like say like people from my season come back and like they were pitted against me or something. Right. Uh, But I don't know. Afraid would be the word. I wouldn't necessarily be afraid. But, you know, like Missy and Aaron, they might be holding some animosity towards me. So if you either if, if you put them with me on the same tribe, that may be a little scary situation. But if you put them on opposing tribe, I think that they their their reputation would would precede them so they would probably exit before i ever got to have to deal with them mm, okay fair um so okay so if cbs were to just hire you right now and say hey Elaine, we need you to come up with ideas for season themes do you have any theme Dude, or like anything I, that like you know like the i really think they should either do like, like a city slickers versus country or like a north versus south you know what i'm saying okay. if yeah, I think I you would, should just throw tw- I would love to see that. 10 rednecks on one side and put your 10 slitty slickers, uh, city slickers on the other and just see what happens. I think that would be I love pretty it. cool. Yeah, we've been I talking about a lot of different themes, that and that, that's when we, we really drop the ball, and that's a great one. 
Well, see, because okay, like like country people, like typically most of them are are pretty trustworthy. Not not that you ain't got no rednecks that don't lie out there, because they do. But for the most part, they're 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 pretty trustworthy and pretty loyal people. Oh, yeah. So it would be interesting yeah. to see uh, who would actually start, you know, lie, cheat, and stealing Those to get bonds, to the end. Yeah. And then city folk, not to dog on any kind of city folk, but you know they're they're a little more mindset of me, me, me. So it's a yeah, a little more cutthroat, and so it would be interesting to see like what what would happen on that kind of tribe. And then when you put them together, like that would be, you know. So that's my pitch. I, no, I, absolutely. I, another like hypothetical kind of season. Mm-hmm. I'm a big blood versus water fan. I just love the complex of the game. I think it's very interesting. So if they call <laughs> and they say we want you and your fiance out there. Uh, who who makes it further? Is she is she gonna take you out? Is she gonna be the uh, the Sierra that votes you out of the game? Well, see, here's the thing. My woman is not as nice as I am by by no means. She, she's got a good heart <laughs> and she's a good person, but she is she will tell you like it is. And I I don't like hurting people's feelings. She don't give a shit to hurt somebody's feelings. You know what I mean? So she would be so much more cutthroat than I ever thought about being. You know what I mean? She would play so dirty and and whatever. But she can't swim, so this chick would probably die. <laughs> you know what I mean? She gonna die. You know what I'm oh. saying? So it's like, yo, like, oh. yes, she would probably be really good. Or she would either be really good and, and be able to lie, cheat, and steal, or she would piss people off so bad because she would tell them like it is. So if she could wrangle that in, she would be really good. But I don't know if she can because she <laughs> typically can't buy her tongue. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a sink or swim. Yeah, she, 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 she might be that one that everyone agrees tonight she's got to go. Yeah, yeah, but if, if she ain't got floaties in the life jacket, she ain't even getting on the damn boat. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> she would do so, good uh, at it. So now that you're uh, you're podcasting with Tom, uh, I know you guys are talking a little Survivor. What else? What else can we expect uh, to hear you guys talk about? Oh Lord, this guy—he's—he's he's really getting on to me. Tom's a big fitness guy. I mean, this guy gets up at three o'clock in the morning and goes and lifts weights, and you know he's a dedicated dude by far. And and so he's trying to get me on the bandwagon because I'm on the other side of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like I'm a busted yeah. can of biscuits. I like my Mountain Dew and my potatoes and my meat. You know what I mean? Like so he's trying to get me to to move in a healthy direction and make better life choices which I should but I'm resistant <laughs> every turn I get I've tried to resist it so we we talk about you know making healthy lifestyle choices and and just different stuff man we was talking about my tractor for the past two episodes because <laughs> I really need to get my tractor fixed we just ramble on me and Tom are pretty good friends so we talk about a little bit of everything and uh believe it or not tom's pretty funny don't tell him i told you that but he's a we'll keep it to ourselves yeah he he's a a pretty good guy and and uh i consider him a a pretty good friend and he actually admitted it that he was my best friend the other day online i like to die so (laughs) yeah he he don't like to tell people that his best friend's a lesbian from a reality tv show you know i don't know if his (laughs) hockey buddies (laughs) give him a hard time for that one or not but he's good peeps we just we just ramble on about about a bunch oh, of different other stuff. Funny. It's just whatever we feel like talking about in the moment, you know. Okay. Yeah. So at the uh, at the final tribal council, 
you were named, you know, Sia's one of Sia's favorite players. Mm-hmm. You got the the award for the you know Sia's player choice. Uh, uh, were well, you a big first Sia of all, yeah, I love Sia's Sia music. I think now? she's great. But after this, like, she's my best friend and favorite person in the whole world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, with the swoop of a pen, she changed my life, and uh, so- I'm completely out of debt. And uh, I I couldn't ask for anything better because, you know, my goal of going on there to begin with was was to make enough money to pay my bills off and and change my life. And even though I didn't win, I still came out and I conquered both those goals. I I, see it gave me enough money. I paid my bills off. And from the show and being popular and stuff, I've been doing motivational speaking. I'm writing a book. uh, I'm making appearances. And and that never would have happened if I hadn't went on and was myself. So, yes, Sia is by far my favorite person in the whole wide world. My couch is always open if she ever wants to come redneck cr- crash at the house. <laughs> and uh, she, she wants to hop in the spot. Yeah, she <laughs> could just come on down and stay the week with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd i always ha- have my doors open for her. That, that <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I did it. Rob's sister, Dito, and me did a podcast. And uh, I told him, I was like, yo, you come down here and we'll do some redneck shit. And we'll, we'll drink some beer, burn some couches, you know what I mean? And and I don't know <laughs> if he even knows what any of that stuff is. You know what I mean? He's like, well, I don't. <laughs> I was saying royal, like I live in a royal area, like, you know, poverty, whatever, royal. And it sounds like I'm saying like a royal family, like Prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I think he was totally... He got lost in translation on the conversation, like, but I, I always say it to everybody. It's like, yo, if you want to do some redneck shit, come to the house. We'll do it, you know? I love it. So one final question for you. Uh, uh, I'm you a, like I'm going to pull for Nick until his, like? his torch is snuffed. That's my boy. Okay. Me and him's from the same hometown. And uh, I got to back my Whitley County brother. And uh, so I'm, I'm pulling for Nick to win for sure. You've been enjoying the season? Yeah, this season's been oh, awesome, been, man. I liked to died when Sandra media. went home the other day. You know, I, I've became pretty good friends with Sandra since being on my season. And uh, I know people give her a lot of shit or whatever, but she's she's freaking amazing, dude. Like, uh, she she really is, like, good people. No, she's please. one of the realest people I've met. And uh, I was I was upset that she she made a, a mistake. And I, I told her when I messaged her the other day, I was like, yo, you had one bad day. You know what I mean? But that doesn't yeah. erase the legacy that she has built over the past 20 years. Like, she's just oh, been absolutely. a badass woman. And uh, you can't take none of that from her. Denise literally just – she slayed the, the queen in this one. But, you know, Sandra's gameplay over the past seasons speak for itself. But good for Denise to – to like come out swinging, you know what I mean? Like, good for her. So, it was a big time move. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on with us. And, uh, we yeah, that's that's Twitter and Instagram. And it's uh, my soon, old right? ball number 32. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love that. Um, and so, She's going to be uh, doing her podcast with Tom, and she's also uh, – we're going to be putting this out on Sunday. So, so tomorrow. I guess this afternoon, 6 p.m., she's going to be on with uh, a lot of people from her season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to put it out tomorrow. But so it'll be on it'll tomorrow be, is yeah, what I was saying. It'll be on her Twitter. We're, we're doing it. And, yeah, we're doing it tomorrow Like, because yeah, people yeah, keep yeah. messaging so me thinking p- that we're doing it tonight, but mm-hmm. we were just posting early so people could know to go tune in tomorrow. 
Um, so Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, so don't Sunday, start with them March time zones, boy. Y'all confused me last time. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. Elaine, we'll be, we'll be there if you oh, yeah. any, uh, anybody to defend you in the comments or anything like that. No, listen, people people there, can say like what they can, want. You know, as long as they're speaking to, to stuff that involves gameplay and don't try to get personal, I'm okay with people speaking their mind, even if it goes against, like, liking me. And not everybody's got to like me. I'm okay with that. It's just when, when people cross the line and started taking it a little far, you know, when – when uh the, the other night when Nick and Wendell voted out poverty, you know, they've gotten a lot of hate and there's been a lot of, you know, words thrown around that shouldn't be thrown around. It, it's a TV show. If you if you want to hate on the move, that's fine. But don't hate on yeah. the person, you know, so yeah, to speak. So sure. uh, as as long as it's not that and they're just like, yo, I don't like Elaine. It's like, OK, you don't like me. I'm, I'm good with that. So. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine anyone feeling that way. Elaine is now my well, new. I you, you've jumped that. the entire list. I appreciate you my favorite. That. You have completely. Yeah, thank you so much. Day. Yeah, this thank you so much for coming on. We All right, guys, you just holler at me anytime and let me know. I'm. I ain't got no job, so I'm free these days. You know, this Corona got me locked it. up in the house. I ain't got nothing to do. So. <laughs> yes, <man. laughs> All right, thanks, man. We'll talk Absolutely. to you later. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Bye. We really enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you.